Hey there, AfterBuzzers. You're watching the AfterBuzz TV After Show for HBO's Vinyl Season 1, Episode 8, EAB. Join us tonight as we break down this week's episode and give you our thoughts and predictions. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. All right. Woo. Hey, guys. Easing us in with a little mellow Beatles We're coming right at you. I, I feel like everything's going to be okay. I do, too. And my life will be fine until a loan officer, oh, right. until a loan officer tells me I have to go to go to a man who will just hang them, hang a person over their shoulder. Yeah, pretty much. I know. should probably introduce myself after saying y all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why don't you? Um, Steve Kaufman, you can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F. M-A-N-M, -M. we went out of order. They don't know who you hey, are. Hey, it, it doesn't matter. Hopefully hopefully we've got some returning folks here. I am Lauren Salon. As usual, you guys can find me on Twitter and everywhere else online at Lauren Salon. And it's just the two of us yeah, today. Um, I and believe Jeffrey, I, I dig it. Jeffrey C. Graham is touring Spain. Yes. With his band Jeffrey and the Grams. Yeah, Jeffrey and the Grams. Exactly. I love, I love their new stuff. And I think Layla... Um, you know, is is working on her guitar skills as yeah, well. She, she she's she wants to she wants to get be be the opening act for Jeffrey and the Grams. Not happening yet. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. We'll we'll maybe ask them to demo a little something when they're back in hmm. here. All right, so guys, before we break down this episode for you, I want to make sure you guys are subscribed to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash AfterBuzzTV. You can also catch all of our weekly after shows, including this one and all the others that we do and everyone else here does, on iTunes and SoundCloud as well. And when you're over in iTunes, go on and give us a review with five stars. We will love you for it. Alrighty, so this episode, I actually really liked this episode. This is a really tight episode. Yeah, it felt like we didn't have too much, too many directions mm. we were going in. It, yeah, it felt, it felt good and it moved. Or as bottled yeah. as these kind of shows get, where it's, we're still moving, but we're not moving at such a breakneck, breakneck speed. Yes. That we're just like, what just happened? Why is the person we've seen multiple times actually a ghost? Mm -hmm. And But we're also not moving so slowly. Right. There was nothing shocking. There were no twists and nothing really shocking mm. with this. I mean, well, except for how it ended, which I think we were ready for, mm -hmm. but based on what last week's teaser was. But I didn't feel like it was too. It felt like a good kind of building episode. Yeah. You know, what what gun analogy do you feel <laughs> like we're at right now? Um, or metaphor? So this is episode eight. eight. I believe the first... Four episodes, we went from knife, knife to musket. A knife fight. Slap fight. And then I believe <laughs> five and six, we were straight up Uzi. Okay. Straight okay. up Uzi machine gun. You yeah. have to come back down from that. So seven and where we are at eight, we finally made it to handgun. Okay. Usually you would do handgun in the middle, but right. you're you, still you getting all your, your stuff up. in. You're still getting all your stuff and you're just doing it out of order. Still it's, dangerous. Still feels right. Okay. It's still, still dangerous. Still a lot you can do there. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> all right. So let's open up. We Well, the episode opens up with that song that we just heard and Zach, Richie, and Skip going in to the bank to mm. hopefully get a loan because as we saw last week, they lost <laughs> or it was stolen all that money that they had that from was the actually, plane. That was actually helpful because they were in dire straits and speaking of bottles, like that whole Vegas situation was bottled last mm -hmm. week. The, it would have been kind of lame for the story they're telling us about a record label in such financial straits so they have to sell the 
where they have to sell the jet and then like try to sign Elvis. So like, I was happy that like they had to live in those circumstances. That it's just like, nope, somebody stole the money. Somebody stole ninety grand from Zach in Vegas. Now we have to get a loan. Zach knows this guy from high school. Mm-hmm. That and said, loan officers just don't have imagine like loan officers right. don't just have blank and checks was, to give you loans. It was so comedic, like subtly comedic, mm-hmm. just because you know they're playing this song that's like such a happy song, and they're all like slow mo walking in. They're like, "Here we go. This is gonna this is gonna fix it. Great!" And shut mm-hmm. down. You know, you know that something like a yeah. punchline is well, coming. Well, I enjoyed that moment too because mm-hmm. a lesser show that would have been, I believe, the terms an ex machina. Yeah. Where it's just, nope, that problem's solved. We're yeah, going to move exactly. on to whatever like, oh, problem we felt like. Where it's like, no, live in the fact that they need money exactly. to do I, anything. I love when he's like taking the loan officers, like slowly taking the stand out. He's like, you know, he doesn't want to do this. He's pals with them. He wants to yeah. make it work. But he's also, he can't, like, you know, hello, financial crisis, like, which we have experienced. Like, you don't loan money out when it doesn't make sense. And, you, you know, you don't trust. The yeah. people that you're gonna loaning it to, sort it has of thing. to completely not make sense. Yeah, that's when you yeah. loan the money. Yeah, exactly. But only when your bank is rated by a fraudulent rating system. There we but go. they didn't do any of that yet. Right. So, and I love how he's like stamps it. He's like, you really got to stamp it. And it was such like understated, like oh, that, so funny. I there are moments where I see actors like Ray Romano mm-hmm. do do lines like that, and I'm like, there's no way that was in the script. Yeah. Oh, there it was, was so good. Absolutely no way. Like, if anything, I think they had a two shot where they were shooting it both at, like one over his shoulder and over his shoulder, mm-hmm. and they had him just stamp it to just get their reaction. Yeah. And then Ray Romano just probably in the moment was just like, it really? was so good. And that's really, you like, had to stamp it. Yeah, comedic instinct, you know. And we all we all know he's he's got that. Um, and so when they and and this now when they left there. You know, Richie, everyone's kind of disappointed and a little pissed off. And Richie's like, okay, who's got some Coke for me, pretty much? And they're like, uh, for real, bro? You know, like, we're not going down that road again. And he's like, explains how, you know, I built this entire label on drugs, you know? And I'm t- and he's like, dr- I'm talking about drug use, not abuse. I like that little, like, yeah, that was you fun. know, slogan. But he's like, it all came crashing down when I got sober, which is something we've talked about yeah, a lot it was... between the four of us, but I don't think it had ever really been confirmed. We assumed that and assumed correctly. Yeah, but he's confirming that with us now, that yeah. he... I did not share the, the link for everyone to join us live in oh, the chat. Oh, dear. Oh, gosh. I don't think I did. So, Sorry, Twitter out there. Yeah, yeah, if you're if you're on the internet... Oh, hey, Selena's Funhouse um, in the chat. If you guys are in there, talk to us. We're... We're, we're talking, right obviously. We're doing stuff. <laughs> um, but I was very happy they called that out, too. Yes. That it was like, that he was just like, no, the creative me, the creative me was a drug me. Yeah. And it's, that's such a well, it's a, such a well-versed and well-written character, because those are the ones that the creative side's there. Drugs are only an amplifier of a thing that's inside you. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's so much else inside of him that he has trouble. He gets distracted yeah, that by he, it all. and That he needs to take drugs to get that out of him right. otherwise. Exactly. Yeah, and so I'm hoping, because I'm like, uh, I guess I, I feel like I'm so naive and optimistic about this show, where I'm like, I just hope he can figure it out sober and get back with his wife and everything be perfect. I like, Yeah, you're like, you sucker. I'm like... <laughs> I'm like 40% sure those kids are going into foster care. Oh, no. Like, nothing looks good for any of these people. Like, it's... If we want to talk about, like, pacing of Mm -hmm. a character self-destructing, like, if you would compare this show to Mad Men pace-wise, 
like we've already in eight episodes done like five seasons of Mad Men. Yeah. Of like self destruction pace. Yes. Oh yeah, Mad Men was such a slow burn. It was all for sure. worth it. So Paid good. off. But yeah. <laughs> this show is like, nope, it's sex, drugs, rock and roll. He's gonna burn out. He pretty much burned out in one episode, and then mm-hmm. they just maintained it the whole show. Yeah. I mean, I hope. I guess like. I don't need him to get completely sober, I guess, personally, for my own needs. But um, I, I want to, oh, I just want them to get back on I top of things. Him. Even with all the other issues that may come with that, I want to see them kicking ass in music again. Mm. I want him to know his problems. Yeah. And I, f- I feel like that's the tragedy of this character, is that mm-hmm. the one thing we'll never see, is that he'll never just know. That it's like I do drugs and like I I do drugs because there's something inside of me that there's a creative part of me that can't get out otherwise, and I relapsed because I was part of a murder, Mm. and I relapsed because that's the only thing I knew that was like that big warm hug that addicts always talk about. Right. And once an addict, always an addict. If you don't change the emotional problems inside of you, but I think the key to this character is he'll never once admit. They're like, no, there's just something internally that I have to deal with. Yeah, and his his whole thing saying use, not abuse, that is almost like a recognition of the fact that it's a problem, but it's more like a scape, like a, yeah. an excuse for them to give him some. Oh, no, that's He's regression. Like, no, I've got, it on, I've got it under control, guys. I'm just using it. On a 12-step plan. It. Yeah. On a 12-step plan, that is a regression. Yeah, yeah, it's You're, not. He's going, that is a denial. So he was before denial, and now he's back to yeah. denial. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So back at the office, I loved this scene. We've got, we only had a tiny bit of Andy, mm. and she's going through the logos for Alibi Records with Hal, the mm. graphic, he does graphic design. I don't know what else he's he does, doing there. I feel like he's like a one, like at, the, at he that does point, he's probably a one-man band PR. Yeah. So that would include the design, the overall Marketing right, he was t- later talking what, about how he's pushing certain would, albums. What we would call branding. Mm-hmm. That like I'm sure he there was a lot of that to him. Yeah, that he was just talking to the wrong lady because he was probably talking to the only other lady in the place, the only other person in the place that knew what it was. Right, and could at least think she could do it better than him. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was so funny though. She's looking at the you know you've got these things up, and as I'm looking, I'm like these suck. Like you know, mm-hmm. and she's like dick, two dicks. It, the, the country of Italy and the Volkswagen logo. Mm-hmm. All right, these suck, you know? Well, they're all safe. Yeah. Well, and they're and all... Like, they're I, safe and bad. Yeah. Well, safe is usually bad. You're right, right. When you're coming... Like, especially if it's, like, a period piece, like, you and I looking at a bunch of projected 70s logos, mm-hmm. we would be like, these are all terrible because they all look like 70s logos. Mm-hmm. Whereas, they're, like, there are... Lo- like, a really good logo is, like, the Volkswagen logo that you'd never touch. Right. And that's what she wants. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's just, yeah, there's got to be. And that's I hope, just what I he's never capable really cool of. There. Yeah. From and the, that's what she was saying. Mm-hmm. And I love how she just fires him on the spot. Like, I love how mm. kind of ballsy and no BS she is. I liked that, too. But I do agree with Richie later in the episode that like you, you pretty much usurped him. Like that's the like he still well, I, runs. Yes, that I do stuff. think I do think she should have that should Consulted. more be a meeting, you know, a discussion and then a decision with how new she is. Like yes, Richie brought her in with some sort of partnership stake, ownership yeah. stake, 
and oh, so no, she, she was should, within her right to. Yeah, so she should be able to that. She... Exactly, but she's still new. She's you know you play the political game just a mm. tiny bit, even though you're here to do them a huge ass favor. Yeah, because, you know, and it because he has a plan too, and he even said like I needed to do that. Not no, you shouldn't have fired him, or no, he shouldn't have been fired. Mm-hmm. No, I should have fired him because I hired him. I was the one who told him he had a job when when pretty much like the ship was sinking we're firing everybody like I needed to stand with him man to man and own up to the commitments I had made to him is what he really meant also she did she did usurp the power that she just came in and now she's firing people and now she looks like a little unstable and the leadership looks rocky and then they have a giant fight in front of everybody and and it's almost like a it could also be a way to like come in and with an attitude so that nobody messes with you and especially her being a woman mm. coming in and being like oh you guys don't underestimate me like mm-hmm. I see that thing. but what wound up happening is right then boss they lo- got pissed at her they look exactly the way they've been trying this whole episode not mm-hmm. to look they've been trying the last three weeks yeah. not to look which is like a sinking and, ship yeah like a place that's going under. Literally. Like a place like, that's hell marrying in Las Vegas for Elvis. Right. And or literally sending an he's, intern to talk to Alice Cooper. Like, yeah. And he calls her, you're, you know, you're like Mussolini with tits or something. <laughs> She's like, I'm more like a steward on the Titanic. You know, so exactly like a mm. sinking ship thing. And in front of everybody, which even stuff like that. I'm like, you guys, it's like the like parents who are fighting in front of all the kids. Like, take it into a room and... And I think say that crap to each other privately, but don't say that to every the whole company can hear you. Ugh. Uh I, I there there must be a terrible economy. They <laughs> must have a there must be a terrible economy for anyone to keep their like for anyone to stick around American Century at this point. Yeah. The economy like there must be no jobs. Yeah, or it just was like so good back in the day, and so they're like clinging to that. That it's like, like no, I'm and making it's still a, a cool job to be like a record person. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm still making a good salary. So if I could hold on yeah. to that salary for like three more weeks, exactly. Who knows? And and speaking of the money side of things, so Richie and Skip meet, and he Richie is basically accuses Skip of doing something shady with the money, and Skip's the one who he's been. At, pretty much having cook the books anyway mm-hmm. so they can cover their butt with on the financial side and I love how he said whoever smelt it dealt it yep like that fart line <laughs> that you say when you're a little kid um and and that I mean we don't know where what's going on there exactly do we not with the f- particularly yeah it seems like there are a lot of hands in the pot mm-hmm. that there's a lot of theft and well, because later and, with the with Clark in the mailroom, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, oh, well, so-and-so wasn't stealing records. And here I'm thinking, like, he's when he's taking those boxes and boxes of stuff, like, he's stealing piles of records. But no, it was he's like, like a bagger. Like, yeah, a couple a, in his a album in his or two. Bag. That's not what they're talking about. No. So that's why I was like, okay, it's not him. He's stealing it for, like, his personal use yeah. to have his underground party. But no, I think at the top, like, the I wouldn't put something like that past a record label that for years has been like papering mm-hmm. charts like papering top top charts that it's like somebody and it might be Richie might be Skip yeah somebody is pilfering yeah and now we can't trust Richie at all well and Richie ever but Richie I don't think seemed, he would take it from his own I don't think he would take it ugh, I can't say that I don't no, he took 90 grand last yeah, week I can't say that. All, played roulette with it but I, I guess think, like his heart was in the right place to try and win more <sighs> for the label like I'm like such an enabler right now. A little bit, 
<laughs> little bit. I'm like, but you were trying to that's, do the right thing, so keep gambling. That's gonna get him to step one. You keep talking. <laughs> you keep talking about it. Oh, Man, don't like, listen to me. I think Richie seems to be the only one with money too. Mm-hmm. Like everybody else seems to be having the cinch on their belt and like yeah. take a pay, take a cut and pay and like really struggle. Whereas like n- the struggle is never real. For Richie, Devin can still write a check to the Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Like either he saved his money or he had been pilfering it for years and right. saved that money. Or as or as majority stakeholder, he may have just had more money to begin right. with. Right. Like I there think are a couple things there. A few things. Somebody's pilfering money, and it could be anybody. I really don't. We don't know enough yeah. about Skip to put it past exactly. him. Exactly. He's so Skip's so kind of mm. under the radar, and he barely says anything. Like I don't feel like it's him just because he's been such a kind of peripheral partner the whole time. Yeah, and the intro about him was that he was shady. Yeah. So I think that would be... Just why he's the one who's doing... Usually the the shady guy you put in that situation does not cross the line to be even more shady. Yeah. Because you don't... They're rarely put in a position to actually steal. Right. And I really don't see it being Richie just because it's his... You know, I don't think he would do it with the intention of Mm -hmm. screwing the company and... Everyone else. We're know? bordering on a prediction. But I, yes, I don't sorry. have it. I don't have it, but... Anyway. All right. So I think that's kind of our... Um, well, and speaking of losing the money, like we see over and over again how this is really the guilt yes. for Zach. You mm-hmm. know, it's really been eating him up, which just stings, you mm. know, because Richie's comforting him and all this stuff, and you just know that it's all his fault. Um, so back to a little bit more office dynamics. We talked a l- tiny bit about... Clark and I'm I like Clark as a character. I think he's a little whiny and annoying mm-hmm. and a little entitled, but I feel like he I liked him a bit more this episode because I feel like he was pretty like yeah. logical and like upfront, you know? Mm-hmm. And I do like that he stood up to the other guy in the mailroom a bit, you know, and and was honest with him was like, you know, when when Jules, I think, asked who or whoever asked who in the mailroom, like, should stick around sort of thing. He's like, I said you, you know, or whatnot. And they kind of end up, you know, talking about drugs and, Mm. you know, doing some drugs together to make the mailroom stuff more fun and later end up going to this, like... Well, they did the powder, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Coke. Yeah, you gotta... Yes, they yes. did that to make it to make the day go by quicker. For some, re- for some reason, you said I, did I say doing, weed? No, you said drugs, but I heard weed. Uh, well, because like that's, that's so funny. You like read my mind because well, that's were, what I was gonna say. Because well, you were saying, and I was like, oh no, they were talking about. Yeah, you were saying coke. drugs in such an innocent way that I was. They did the drugs. They did the drugs, guy. They were just in. They're just in the mailroom doing some drugs. Yeah, they were just snorting coke where while sorting mail. Whereas, like snorting coke, we're like, wait, that's a place of business. Yeah. I don't care what decade it People is. People are going to think it's anthrax on the mail. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, that's like before anthrax time. Um, anyway, so I do like, though, that like they, you know, they get the after that kind of like not scuffle, but disagreement. They mm. kind of bond. And I think we're going to see Clark kind of falling into his finding his groove, yeah. if you will. Well, because Maybe he's going to. literally gonna... and figuratively. Because he's pretty much outside his social class. Yes. In the in the music world. Because mm-hmm. he came from Princeton. He came from Princeton. He probably came from a fairly well-to-do family. Yeah. Or maybe not. He talks about how he's poor. He either ran away from his parents to, to, or the, or they didn't have money. But like he came from a place like he came from a place where he could graduate from Princeton, 
but he came to that industry because that's his passion. Right. Also, the 70s are one of the first decades where that was a thing. Like chasing your passion? being Being young and coming up with enough opportunity that it's not about what you have to do, it's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, that, I mean, that's also generational, but, like, 70s was one of the first ones where it's, like, the baby boom was, like, the kids of the baby boom right? were able to, like, well, I want what I want. I want to make music. Yeah, choices. So he needs to learn to be street smart because yeah. he was clearly never a street smart character. No. So he's going to need to go to some parties and listen to some stolen records and do some coke yeah and then maybe he'll find a, a reggae he'll find a reggae band maybe a funk band find funk, a funk i think he was funk because Devin and ingrid yes. were at the reggae yes place which was very interesting so let's actually talk about them a little bit so Devin was not in last week's episode at all right correct yeah and so she so we see her at his hotel and the Getting yelled at by a drag queen mm-hmm. crossdresser, of course, um, drag you know, queen cross, crossdresser diva. Yeah, diva. And because goodness gracious, the children threw her cat down the stairwell because, which is like, she's like, oh, they like heard the nine lives thing. They wanted to see if it was true, if it would get up again. I'm like, okay, are we like leading down a like? Serial killer, sociopath direction. I don't think we are. I don't at think all. so either. But it was Them so kids need Jesus, weird. Though. Yeah. Well, they need they socialization. Need yeah, that they need to not be staying at the Chelsea in the seventies with a so nanny they, all the time. They need like other kids and pets, maybe like a normal life pretty to not, learn how to like be around cats. And that's yeah, and that's not <laughs> to say Greenwich was. It's not to say Greenwich was ideal for them either, because they right. seemed just as isolated in Greenwich. Mm-hmm. But like, man, those kids are gonna be. Those kids are going to be messed up at this point. Yeah. Poor little guys. Because between Richie, between Richie doing drugs and having like a complete breakdown, and then Devin... Finding run, herself. Yeah, running away and running finding a, herself. Running away to find herself. It's just like, like I said at the top, like I'm 30% sure those kids might, like the state might just take those kids away, mm-hmm. depending on how much trouble Richie or Devin get into, which we'll get into the trouble Richie's into, that that's more probable. Yeah. But with Devin... She wants to be an artist? Yeah. So they're at a reggae club, which I thought was cool. Um, you know, because that's a totally different. Aside from some of the funk that mm-hmm. we've seen and like the soft suggestions of hip hop, you know, reggae is kind of a different different yeah. sound that was going on. So that was cool. I thought I liked seeing them throw that into the mix. Um, and and she seems to not be loving the party scene. You know, she's kind of like whining about it to Ingrid. And Ingrid's like, mm-hmm. well, that's what you had. Like back, you know, if you want like calm and. Yeah. Togetherness, you I know. Can, that's usually me at a party. Yeah. No, well, that. usually me at like a big, like a, like raucous, that's not how you pronounce that raucous, word. Raucous. Yeah. Raucous party like she was at. Yeah. I'd be like, like I, I can't hear, I can't hear you and you're sitting right next and to me. And I literally, but yeah. I'd literally be upset because I'm like, that's John Lennon over there and he won't hear me. Yeah. Like, and I won't hear him. And the only way for him to hear me at all is I'd have to, like, scream, and then I'd look like this angry person screaming right. at John Lennon, which he dealt with later. And, like, it would just be weird. Like, that's how I feel at parties. So mm-hmm. I, I completely agree with Devin. But she she found her own fun. Yeah, and she figured out she, you know, meets this photographer, bars, borrows his camera. She's so smooth. Like, oh, I yeah. love That whole sequence was very smooth. And, and where, not that this is, like, some skill or 
talent that she has, but she's very charming and mm-hmm. knows how to read people and work people. And and she, you know, cozies up with this photographer. Well, even before like cozying up with him, flirts with him, like, hey, can I borrow your camera? Sort yeah. of thing. It's like, oh, that's with John Lennon. Yeah, John Lennon and Yoko, you know, and and gets their picture, has them take picture of them, you know, like. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that wasn't Yoko. It wasn't. Because the the line of dialogue before it was, the line of dialogue was before it was something to the something to the effect of, John was John was feeling a little ornery, so Yoko sent him out with her. Oh, and and told him to come back. So that like Yoko, because I think Yoko was the Yoko. Yoko, I think Yoko was kind of asexual. Asexual, but like I can see that they were mate. Like John Lennon and Yoko were more mates than like sexual so partners. That like if, if if John Lennon wanted sex, he probably went out and got it, and then okay. came back to Yoko. Gotcha. Y'all correct me if I'm dead wrong, but that that was my understanding of both the line and John and Yoko. Yeah, that's pro- that probably makes sense. Yeah, but okay, so that wasn't so Yoko. Weird. Also, anyway. I don't I don't think Yoko would have been that passive in that situation either. Right. That right. That, that lady seems very boss. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, but but anyhow, Devin, you know, t- does the photo thing. It's so smooth, and she's like kidding about like, oh yeah, sometimes mm. you'll see famous people in here, haha. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that was that was that was speaking of boss. That was real boss. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then we see her going to the um, in, to the dark room with his photographer, and you know, developing all the photos, which is kind of cool because he's like, oh, we'll get this published, and I'll credit you for it. Mm. And she doesn't want the credit. Why, why did you think she didn't? Like, because she doesn't want people knowing what she's up to, or... It's interesting. I think she... Because he's taking photos for money. Like, he's a 70s TMZ guy. Right. If you will. Right. Pavarazzi. So, like, she doesn't... That's that's not art to her. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, and she picks up the one photo just of John more candidly mm-hmm. and was like, you can have everything, but this photo is going to yeah. pay my rent. Yeah. Because this photo is art. Right. Like, this photo, I captured something mm-hmm. about about an art, about a fellow artist. So I think that's what she's implying, that, like, yeah, you can sell this, you can sell all the other photos to magazines who will buy them. Right. But she's going to sell this one for... Yeah, I'm not know. in it for that. I'm in it. I want to do something special with this one photo, which she's coming up through Warhol. It would be like whatever. I was about to say postmodernism, but that's not not what Warhol did. Pop art. Yeah, she was yeah. maybe some type of pop art. Mm-hmm. Maybe some type of pop art to that photo, or. But maybe she's gonna get into. I mean, with that whole scene, I think it was a suggestion of like, okay, well, is she gonna? Is this something she's gonna pursue now? You know, she's been. We've seen her from the modeling angle and doing all the stuff with Andy. That she's pretty creative in that sense and she's been around that stuff a ton and she kind of knows that world so well and and i think would thrive in it even with wanting to open the dance studio you know all this stuff like centered on the arts but i think at that time because there would be a pretty big club party scene where a lot of famous people that are iconic at this Mm -hmm. point and she knows those rooms right that i wouldn't be surprised if her jam would be more of a candid photographer. Yes, like the best friend, like taking picture, yeah, that, taking pictures of my best friend, famous people. Exactly, sort of thing. Yeah, rough, right? I was trying to think of an example today, and I was like, I don't. I think Rihanna's photographer, one of her main yes. photographers, is her best friend, mm. like from way back when. Or so. wh- whoever followed Katy Perry on Disneyland, I saw that whole album. Yeah, it was like years ago, stuff but like stuff that. like like very candid, like oh, 
Yeah. He puts his shoes on, just like me. What? He wears shoes? I mean, that's... Exactly. Because that's but, right around the time we started idolizing celebrities, too. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, true. And and then, with the photographer... I mean, in the green room, mm. or green room, dark room, we see her, the photographer, you know, like, getting a little flirty, and they... Go at Go it. for it. Yeah. Which I was pretty proud of her to, for doing and and it was interesting because let's let's look at that let's break down that sex scene a little bit because Please. she he, he like grabs her face which is very of the few sex scenes that we've seen mm-hmm. with her and Richie seems like a very Richie dominant move yes. and she I was like okay what is she going to do here now is she going to be into that because it reminds her of Richie is she going to stop things because she's like oh no I miss Richie or is she going to like you know what's yeah, going to happen here and she kind of takes a pause and like turns the situation around and and they you know it's a face to face like mm-hmm. it seemed like a very clear connection to that mm-hmm. you know it Me was going to parallel the Richie sex scenes but then she flipped it to a sense where it's like I'm not going to let you throw me up against a wall and choke me right even though like sometimes you know, you that's can, cool yeah but... like you can touch my face but you can touch my face we're going to face each other and we're going to be yeah. equal, we're going to be it's equal gonna, in this exactly. sexual relationship it's going to be like an intimate thing as most sexual relationships should be. Right. Those are the best kind. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, I got that from that. And who knows if they'll, like, it'll continue. But I think that that moment Ooh. was important. Do we think he's a fling? I don't know. I think she would need his camera. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see. I think they're going to well, be a we'll, combo. We can predict this yes. later. Okay. So, I think that's what we've got with Devin. Nasty Bits, real quick. They are in the studio with Lester and... They literally have like one song, and Richie's like, "Okay, guys, we got it. Let's hear what else you've got." Like people, they're getting frustrated. The yeah. stuff's not sounding good. They're opening for the the Dolls in a few weeks. Like, they need. They're the face of the Alibi Records. Like, they gotta pull it together. I liked how Richie really like yeah put his foot down with them a bit. Um, but at the same time, he's like, "You got like I need you guys, but you also got to deliver for me." This is the one part of this episode where I'm I was a little out of it. Yeah, yeah. Where I was just like. Wait, but this is their passion, though. Right. Like, it reminds me of a lot of those things where, like, people get everything they want, and then they're just... They, they like, they're not as are good as they are. About like, it. I don't know, and maybe maybe we saw enough of the rehearsal stuff in the last weeks, and, and, like, as we move forward, I'll feel differently, but, like, I felt this week, it was like, yeah, by the way, they're stagnant. Right. Like, but they're... But they're with, well, they're so they're working, green, is yeah, the like, thing. And I think... There should there wasn't enough to explain. No, this is the one song that's polished enough to even record. Right. Because they've had thirty in the last week that weren't. Because mm-hmm. I think that would have been that's the actual case, but we didn't get that. What it was is like, no, we've been working all day on that one song. I was about to do an accent, and then it went away. You, I heard it. It was all right. It was somewhere. It was there. It was something. Um. Yeah. So they. I mean, they don't have crap and. So Lester's like, okay, guys, here's what we got to do. We got to, like, back, step back a bit and, like, get back to the basics. Let's break down your chords. Because they've also gone so far to, like, you can make some really amazing music with very yep. simple structure and simple lyrics, simple notes, and it can be incredible. You know, it doesn't have to be complicated or crazy or anything like that. And I think that was Lester being like, dude, guys, go back well, to the basics. Un- there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Is... That's something a lot and a lot of artists need to learn at some point. It's mm-hmm. just that everything is a variation and a take on everything. The key is to just have so much everything that it's filtered through you and it's original. Right. 
And that's what Lester showed them. Exactly. That and with EAG, which I think at this point, it's back then it was a three chord progression. Nowadays yeah. it's a four chord progression, which is EAGB. EAB. Yeah. It's e, or it was EAB. And I think yeah. now it's EAGB. Mm -hmm. But it's the same, the same principle of just like it's basics. Yeah. And like, I'm basics. just going to go through, I'm going to go through a dozen songs. They're yep. the exact same progression. They're different genres. They're different singers. They're different. And see all that you people. can do with it. And I love, I mean, later we see up on the roof, I mean, we have a little hint of the drug abuse situation going hmm. on with kicking the heroin needles out of the way. And and then I like seeing Kip, you know, approach Lester and be like, hey, that song that we didn't know, can <laughs> it's yours. Can I take it and, like, make it our own? And I'm excited for that because, on the one hand, like, I, it's probably sad for Lester because mm -hmm. that's, like, his baby. But I'm excited for that because it gets Lester's music out to the world and it gives it more life. When Lester sang to them, did we think that was a mind's eye singing or do we think he's that good now? I think that was I think that was present voice, what he sounds like. And I wasn't I was like, That's, dude, he is not bad. Where be, but he's got they that went like out of raspy their way, raw thing going on. Because they went out of their way earlier in this season to mm -hmm. explain to sh to have us watch him try and fail. Yes. So either that was something he needed to get over Mm -hmm. Or this was a mind's eye that he was able to convey it to them, right? But in but order I... to convey it to us as an audience, and this is a show that like has bands just literally in that scene mm -hmm. as interstitial, so it's not impossible to think maybe this is just Lester singing from the heart to show them what he means, but he's still. In real life, he doesn't actually sound that good. Right. See, I feel like they would have changed the lighting, or something would have happened, or zoomed in more. Like I feel like they did, though. Uh, like he like stepped into the light. Maybe. Okay. Like there was a part of that that I was like, I think this is his stylistically. Mind's... It was a little different. Yeah. Like there's a stylistic choice hmm. here that this is a mind's eye. I may thing. have to rewatch that because I felt like it was a present. It was raspy and rough hmm. enough to be I what would... it actually sounded like. I would and like I was to rewatch like, that I'm just because it was awesome. Yeah. It's like he sounds good. Yeah. So I'm excited to see where that goes. Um, we're we're running out of time. So let's our last few things to kind of cover. Um, so we've got what else? I mean, the Zach meeting with Gary, the singer from the Bat Mitzvah. Mm. They um, signed him. He's very like yeah. emotional and spiritual and like he's like interesting ahead of his time like yes there are a lot of artists like that now like yeah. you talk to somebody like john legend today like that's how he comes off to me mm -hmm. where it's like almost like this this plane of existence yeah we're all in one big him. organism and when i sing the music is like speaks to you and moves that other part like those all that true stuff. shamanistic people yeah and like i caught that vibe from him and he, he was kind of like a sweet kid you know yeah. like sings at the table everyone's clapping like I'm. I feel like there's something interesting there, or something obviously that we don't mm -hmm. know about that'll be kind of make things exciting. There but I think there are a couple interesting things at that table. Yes, that, that's true. Um, I love how he like gives them headshots and stuff. Like he's so like such so a little young. baby. It was it's so, so cute. And later we see Zach. Like I loved it because Zach is so excited about it. Yes, because Zach hasn't been excited about anything until he saw this kid. Mm -hmm. That said, Zach has a very original act on his hands. And for whatever reason, he's trying to make a knockoff David yeah. Bowie. Yeah, exactly. Who is who was a huge artist. Yeah, then. like, like I, I'm sorry, like do something else. Yeah, dude. you're not trying to beat David Bowie to the punch. Like David Bowie exists. We've seen him in this show. Mm -hmm. 
Like, you're not going to outdo David Bowie, especially with such an original, like, ethereal talent. Right. Like, you should just let that kid be Xavier. that kid. Yeah, calling but, him Xavier. But it was just like, no, just the lightning bolt the other way, right. and he's Xavier now. Yeah. And then we have uh, the gentleman with the sideburns, the lawyer, whose name... There's so many oh, dudes I forget who look his like that name dude. right now, and I don't have IMDb up. But so anyway, so many the... big white dudes with facial hair in the show. I apologize. Yeah, but he's in bed. He's in bed with, with his a girl woman, or a but girl. Also with Gary's headshot. headshot, which I think alludes to a closet homosexuality. Yes. Also, he also he talked to Richie, but you should see this guy. He's just beautiful. Yeah. He's like a beautiful human being. I mean, he is though. He's and maybe like, we're overreading it, but like that's what I took to me. Oh, I took I took that for sure, completely. So let's close out with talking about the murder situation. Murder, murder. Intrigue. So Corso comes to the office. He's like, "Okay, they know we we're together." And like while this whole conversation is going on, I'm like, "Stop talking in the office." Because like, we one, in the audience now. We know it's bugged, but also two. Don't say it out loud, anyone, unless you're like in the woods, you know, Pretty or much. you like turn the shower on and do that trick that you see in the movies um, and TV and stuff. I, I wasn't, I didn't have the time to whip out my 70s law books. Okay. But I'm pretty sure that that tape is inadmissible. Yes. I've well, mentioned I this think, before. Right. And I think that, I think that's the, the, the point too, because mm-hmm. I think they probably would have just straight arrested him. Exactly. But so I think the tape is for sure inadmissible, and it's like you said, they're they know it, but yeah. now they have to prove the tape, it. Yeah, the tape is indisputable proof mm-hmm. because now they can take that tape to everybody on the force, like all of their uppers, to be like, we need to do this, this, and this to prove. Mm-hmm. Where it's like I have a tape, I have him on tape, literally saying it. It's just inadmissible. Right. Exactly. And so they end up. I mean, now Richie's getting more and more in bed with Gold and Galasso and. Like getting a loan from them, so he's like getting way too tied up with the mafia and stuff, and and is going to, you know, end up having like the the office space and all that, and like, oh, it, it looks it's gonna get messy. Um, I want to talk about the Galasso scene, real okay? Quick. Or Colasso? I mean, he's Colasso. Colasso, yeah. Colasso. We've we've seen Colasso. We know he's likely a killer, right? I like this episode went that extra step to tell us. Showed you. And it's so nonchalant, He's just this, too. Like, this is the equivalent to, like, you or I getting in our car and driving somewhere. Yeah. It's he, like, I went to this place. Yeah. I went to this place and choked this guy. Yeah, and he's like, see, if you put your back into it, it doesn't hurt. Yeah, your, like, you, don't, you won't throw you out your, your hip yeah, or you your back put or your something. Knees in, if you put your legs into it, you won't throw out your back. Yeah. Like, it's the equivalent to, like... Like, squat like this, you guys, and, yeah, and like, it's better for you. It's the equivalent to, like, at some, one of the many jobs I do, I lift heavy things right. to, use, like, use set your, them up for parties. Yeah. And, like, that would just be a thing i tell other people. Like, always use your legs or you're going to mess up your back. And right. that's they're not paying us enough to mess up your back. Yeah, exactly. And, and he said that in the exact same tone. Yeah, but meanwhile, just, like, there's a dead how you guy. Kill a guy. I just killed a guy with your telephone cord. You kill a guy <laughs> with your legs. Yeah, with your legs, not your back. Don't throw your back Don't out. hurt yourself. You gotta, you gotta be able to walk around tomorrow and kill more guys. Exactly. And it was just this perfect, like, human life is not very valuable to this man. No, no. And this so is the man Richie's getting in bed with. Yeah, and that is uh, gonna, I think, create problems. And obviously has created problems. I mean, the, the, the show kind of ends with Richie at the police station with the two cops, mm. and they're, like, dancing around it a little bit before they just come out and say... Oh, or play the recording. Yep. They're like, okay, so we got you. Like, you've just been lying. And Richie was playing it off enough, I think, until that point. Like, I want a lawyer. Like, no, I, I'm, I, yeah. 
I didn't do anything, but you guys are accusing me and stuff. They're like, oh, phones are down. And then he does that. They play that, and he's like, oh, snap. Well, and he was like, I want my lawyer. Yeah. Because at this point, there's no denying it as much as it's just like, I will. Well, now I need to figure it out. I'm going to stop saying words. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to stop saying words until I consult legal counsel. Stop speaking. Yeah. So That's, that's me watching every episode of Cops Ever. Right. Like, yeah. Stop talking to the police. Never say anything. Just get don't. your lawyer. When As soon as they read you your Miranda rights, you're in trouble and get your lawyer. Yeah. Why did the libertarian cross the road? Why? None of your business, and am I being detained? Um, <laughs> I think that's a great way to... Nice, nice. Yeah, so move into some quick predictions. Woo! All right. Any predictions? Yay. Well, there we go. Oh, there we now, go. you're after Buzz TV. Okay, you guys. All right. So I think we're going to see Devin start getting into photography. I don't know yes. if the guy is going to be a lasting thing or not. I don't really think it's going to be. I think it was just a thing to like mm. she needed to cross that line. And I buy that. I, buy that. Yeah. I also buy she's willing to use she's willing to use what she's capable of mm -hmm. to get her art. Her feminine so, wild. So I wouldn't be surprised if she like sleeps with celebrities or just like attractive photos or interesting photo subjects right and sleep with them to catch them in vulnerable and erotic or artistic poses yeah and then use the camera that way okay like I, she could be uh, a femme fatale but she just takes their picture mm -hmm. <laughs> i won't kill you i just i'm just gonna take you a portrait i'm just gonna take yeah I'm just so gonna I, draw you like one of your french girls yes i, th I think <laughs> we'll see that with devin um I, th I for sure think what's his name that we are forgetting has a crush on. I think so too. On Gary. And Nasty Bit. I think I'm excited to see where the relationship with the Nasty Bits and Lester goes. I think it's going to be a good thing. Yes. Like that, that kind of collaboration. And I think if it's not his mind's eye and Lester can actually just rock out like that, there's no reason for Lester to not get over whatever was stopping him to right. do that and actually break out on his exactly. own. Exactly. Which is what leads me to think it was a mind's eye thing. Yeah. That that's, I'm going to rewatch that. Like, that's what's in his heart. Yeah, And that's what exactly. he conveyed to them. But it wasn't actually... I'm going to stick with that prediction. Okay. That that's okay. a mind's eye thing that Lester can't actually sing. Okay. We're going to have to... I'm going to have to rewatch. I think that... I mean, the murder thing, we'll see with that. I don't have any strong predictions um, there. I think... I mean, do you still think it's a? I think it's a, a I think MacGuffin. It's, I think it's a MacGuffin in the sense that it's laid out pretty well that those detectives don't want Richie. Yeah. They want they want um, not Callisto. Cool. Corso. No. Corso. Colasso. Colasso. Callisto is a wrestler yeah. from Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, they all want Colasso. Yeah, he's the big yes, guy. That, yeah, yeah. The big, they want him. So I think Richie is gonna f could Make always a find a way out. To just blame it on him. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think so. It's making all well, of this still MacGuffin. And I think he can MacGuffin. turn on gold, or not gold, uh, turn on Corso, too, still. Yeah. Um, okay. I. What else? Do I have any others? I mean, not not really, I don't think. I think Clark's going to find oh, an Clark is gonna. Clark is going to find... Some sort of hip-hop, funk-type act. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm excited for that, happen. too, that Clark's going to make, make a name for himself. Exactly. And, Yeah. All right, 
cool. Well, Ooh. I think that's probably good yeah, for we, yeah. We we jammed on that. Um, and and real quick, guys, all y'all in the chat, thanks for chatting. We already said Selena's Funhouse, Miguel Cabrera, <laughs> and Cordell Green. Yep. And I think that's all I'm seeing right. Brandon Clifford, thank you guys so much for tuning in, watching live, and chatting with us. Um, I am Lauren Salon, and you guys can find me everywhere online at Lauren Salon. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-S-A-L-A-U-N. And I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I'm running on two hours sleep because I just came back from WrestleMania in Dallas, Texas. Woo. Me and the entire Afterbus crew have a lot of interviews up on this very channel that you can watch. I got Do to, it. I got to interview... Um, his name's Rob Schamberger. He's this incredible artist that does art commissioned by the WWE. Oh, cool. It's awesome. The video's on there. Awesome. I bought a bunch of prints. Super cool. It <laughs> looked so fun from seeing everything on social media, all that stuff. <laughs> and guys, next week we'll be back with the rest of our panel at our normal time, Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific. So we will see you guys next week and have a great evening. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 